the same people getting up making coffee. Yeah, then you know you... Yeah, and Nolan Kenner has done that for us a couple of times, and Fred in Vermont has done it a couple of times, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. So what do you sleep all day tomorrow? Well, not all day. <laughs> you go to bed at 6, what time do you get up? Noon or oh, 1? Noon. Well, you know, by the time I fall asleep, it's like 7 or 8, because, oh. um, you know, hanging up from Walden and then trying to sleep... Is an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah. You're too wired. I, I get that. Oh, no. <laughs> he, just, he just keeps me wide awake and on my toes. He keeps asking questions. And I keep saying, I get to ask the questions, but, you know. So when we were first married, I had a job for a short time. We were living in Peoria. Uh-huh. And I worked all night on the, on the midnight shift. And, you know, the idea was you're supposed to come home and go to bed. Well, you don't come home from work and go to bed. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, when you when you get home from work, you're ready to go. And uh, so I found that the best thing to do would, would be to stay up till like 2 or 3 in the afternoon and then go to bed and then get up uh-huh. and work. But that upset everybody else's schedule. Yeah. No, uh, nobody else liked that because, like, if Carol was working and all of a sudden, you know, or, or – all of a sudden, you know, as soon as she gets home from work, I'm in bed. Yeah. And and so, so you try to go to bed, but I could never do it. I would lay, you know, I would lay awake for till 10, 11 o'clock in the morning before I. Yeah. I used to work evening shifts specifically because I am not a morning person, and if I pulled extra shifts, it was the midnight shift. So. This, this is perfectly natural for me. So, uh, people like you said, what do you mean? What are you going to do? Stay awake until six o'clock. Six o'clock is a very normal time for me to still be awake. Oh, that's yeah. No, I'm usually one thirty, two o'clock for me is pretty much it. But, okay, guys. Well, I'm sure by Hi. now, since it's getting so late, you must have five or six callers waiting. <laughs> they seem to happen that way. Okay. The first couple of hours of the warm-up show, and then everything, then people start realizing we're still here. There you go. And you still have to do another Fibber McGee and Molly yet, then. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. You guys take care. All right, Bob. Hey, thanks, Bob. See you later. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Have a great night. And there he goes. 714-545-2071. This is the uh, morning show. Yes, the USA. <laughs> Good morning show. Yes, it is. <laughs> and Patricia and I are here to be with you. You know, we're full service operation here. We 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 start off the day. It doesn't fail, and then we wrap up the morning with you. Hello there, Carl. You're on with Patricia. Yeah. Good morning. Hey, it's Ralph calling. Hello, Ralph. Hey, Ralph, how are you? Happy. Um, what are we? I'm on Sunday. Oh, so are you. It's Sunday out there too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, I listened in earlier and. Uh, Got interested in something on television, and I'm back. <laughs> television. Yes. Television. Well, television. At least it was old-time movies. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. What well, did you watch? You Do you know what you watch? Oh, um, I know what I watched. <laughs> I don't think I can remember the name of uh-huh. it. It was that good, huh? Yeah, it was... Uh... <laughs> hmm. You know who was in it? No. No, okay. <laughs> Were you awake? If I needed it for an alibi, I wouldn't have an alibi. Would not have an alibi. It was a good old British movie, and I enjoyed it. Ray is going to get busted for having a BB gun in his his trunk, and you don't have an alibi. What kind of a 
family do we have here? Oh, you should see what's in my trunk. <laughs> All right, give us a hint. <laughs> in two uh, things in your I can remember once uh, I had a, a bow and arrow in my trunk. Oh. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> a, a police officer uh, had occasion to look in my trunk. Uh-oh. And he said, what is that for? Target practice, you know. <laughs> it was really innocent on my part. <laughs> oh. I, 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 this is a bow and arrow for I have to tell you why he looked in my trunk. My, my next door neighbor, he got in the trunk of my car and parked the car under a street light, and he had his one arm and his head hanging out. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody reported it to the police. They come over, and they wanted to look at my truck. <laughs> and uh, nobody <laughs> but a bow and arrow. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good. Nobody, but the evidence is still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the weapon was present. Anyhow, Ralph? I don't know why we did that. It seemed like such a good idea at the time. <laughs> Ralph, what what did you do with the bow and arrow? Or the bow and arrows? Oh, we used to, we used to go up into a golf course near where we lived. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, and shoot it, you know. So it really was recreational? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never did the dirty deeds. Okay. Uh, I have your word on that? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's good. Did you, ever have a, did you ever have a BB gun? No. Oh, I, I've had every manner of gun on the face of the earth. The BB gun was the first thing I had. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was eight years old, I had a shotgun. Mm. Say that again. When I was eight years old, I had a 410 shotgun. Why? Because my daddy was teaching me to shoot. Mama mia. Oh, and you know what? He'd be arrested for child abuse today. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> we used to grow up... Uh, we used to grow up with that, and it was... You know, my dad did, too. My dad at eight, nine, was, was training with guns. Yeah. In fact, Patricia, yeah, that's the time to learn because yeah. you, you learn better at that age. In fact, Patricia, my grandmother, his his grandmother, kept a rifle in the kitchen, and so if she ever saw a wild game out in the front yard, she would get out and shoot it down for dinner. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe uh, it? I... You didn't live in the city, huh? No. Nope. Well, you see, when I was when I was younger, I, I lived in New Jersey, and my father was a. Uh, he was a competition uh, pistol shooter. Oh, 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 I forgot. Also um, that was, a yeah. gunsmith and a custom loader. He would load uh, special bullets to customers' special needs. Uh-huh. And, uh, did, you know, there were always these things around the house. And, uh, if you're going to have them, you better know what to do with them. Yes. So that's, that's it. I, I agree. I understand what you're telling me. Yeah, that's the truth. It just, it just makes me a little scared sometimes, you know? I understand that, too. Whew, my goodness. My goodness. 
but shouldn't have shoelaces, let alone a gun. <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. So, how how hot is it out there? Oh, it's been in the 90s. Yeah, see, you too, huh? Yeah, but now it's supposed to cool off tomorrow, and we're supposed to put our boat in the lake tomorrow. So what does cool off mean? Oh, they're talking about the 70s, which is still okay. But we've had nights up here uh, already this season down into the 40s. <gasps> oh, ouch. And then, oh, see, that's, that, that's from being in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I like the winter. And I, I I don't mind driving in snow. I don't. I won't say I love it. But. Yeah, I don't mind driving in snow. It's just not my choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a nuisance. I was interested in in your theme. Oh, you you have some amusement parks and carnivals and street fairs and parades. Oh yeah. Uh, well, first of all, Coney Island. Ah, tell me about first Coney Island. I was young. Uh, the uh, Cyclone uh, roller coaster and this huge Ferris wheel they call the Wonder Wheel. A Wonder Wheel? Yeah, on the Wonder Wheel, you were in a, uh, a cab sort of a thing, not just a seat. And it was set on a track, which was a little bit wavy. And when you got to a certain part of the uh, the circuit, this thing would slide down the track and out to the edge of the wheel. Ooh. And I thought Tony would die, which <laughs> he didn't know that it did that. <laughs> and I took her in there, and this thing started to go, and she oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they had a thing over there called Steeplechase Park. Uh-huh. And Steeplechase Park, they had these, uh, like a merry-go-round horse, but it was on a track. And you went around you went around a circuit. I'd say you probably, uh, the whole ride was maybe a tenth of a mile. Uh-huh. And um, you go whizzing through there on these horses. <laughs> it was, uh, I've never seen it anywhere else. Doesn't the word steeplechase relate to a racetrack or racing horses? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a racing competition. Yeah, it's a, there, there is a steeplechase race, but this was a, just an amusement ride. Those are the ones that jump over things and things like that. Yeah, that's... that's I, okay, mm -hmm. I got it. Mm -hmm. All right, you can tell how sports-oriented I am here. Well, it's popular in, England, in Europe. It's, it's not really done here. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I frankly, I've never seen it uh, personally. Uh, what about carnivals? Oh yeah, we used to have them all the time. What What do you remember about carnivals? What kind of booths did they have? Entertainment rides. Tell me all, all about it. Yeah, they had they had smaller rides, of course, and but they had Ferris wheels. They had merry-go-rounds. They had a tilt-a-whirl was the thing they had. Where you went around the circles and the and the machine would take different angles and then you would be in this car that ran in a circular motion and you'd go one way and then it'd stop and you'd go the other way. Okay. <laughs> Frankly, it used to make me ill. 
I well, we'll put Walden on that one. <laughs> oh God. He's um he's not the person you want. I I like to tilt the wheel. You, you don't want to go funning with him. I like it. Really? Yeah. Well, he talked about this while you were abandoning ship and watching <laughs> a movie. Walden talked about what he does at amusement parks, and it ain't pretty. Walden, what are you up to? Well, <clears throat> when we go on first wheel, I've been known to rock it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't think... I don't think people would appreciate getting at the top and having you start rocking the, the little wheel. You know? Well, I'm I'm gathering, Ralph, because people will ref are refusing to ride with him. That rocking it a little bit is not quite the whole picture. <laughs> well, he, I, I I'm known to make it. I'm also known. He, uh, have you guys seen the the teacup at Disneyland? What about it? I'm also the one that really jacked those things up to high speed. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yeah. I thought they all ran at one Oh, no. If they, they start them off, and then you can manually crank those things up. Are they built to bump into each other? No, because they, they, they're not. But they go in circular speed, and you can really jack it up. So you just hope that you stay close, and you're not in the outer, per outer perimeter where the ace is at. Uh, uh. You know, because you, you, that's where you really feel the force, because you go in a circle really fast. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, another big thing was those bumper cars. Oh, yeah. Hey, bumper cars. See, that's what I thought the teacups were. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's different. No, the bumper cars, they were... I'm such a really sheltered person it. here. You get whiplash in there. She <laughs> In the bumper cars? Oh, I'm telling you. How fast do they go? Well, you know, if someone doesn't know how to drive it and they lose, they lose forward motion, uh -huh. they're the target. Everybody slams, <laughs> just slams into them as hard as they can. That would, you know, people get hurt. Oh, I'm sure someone does. I know I got a couple of good shots. I don't know. But it was fun, you know. You know, between the two of you, I just... I, I think I'm better off, you know? I'm just better off not knowing all of it. Well, you can come with us, but just sit, in, just sit and sit. I'm, I'm going to read the book. You guys come back. I'm the person on the ground holding the welcome home party. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, gee. You all can do your thing. <laughs> well, uh, you know what else I wanted to talk about? Yeah. Hi. They were talking about the China Clippers. Right. Huh? Okay, now, uh, I worked for Pan American. Fine person, yeah. The China Clippers were well before my time, but some of the old, uh, older mechanics that worked there had actually worked on these uh, the flying boats. Mm. Uh-huh. And it, it sounds kind of surprising, but the flight engineer had access into the wings where he could go and check the oil on the engines while they were in flight. Ah! Yes. Kidding. And the, uh, the the big flying boats, the, the China Clippers, had an up and down stairs level with with a spiral staircase. Uh, you know, quite similar to what the 747 has today. Well, I didn't know that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, when when you went upstairs, what was up there? Was it? That was the first class area. 
It was first class. It wasn't yeah. a lounge like you would find. The lounge was upstairs. Also. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Oh, uh, you know, when those things land on the water, quite often they, they get holes knocked in the bottom of them. Oh? Yeah. <laughs> they hit a log or something, you know. That's... Oh? <laughs> All right. And uh, uh, part of the uh, ship's equipment were about four or five hundred pounds of uh, quick-drying cement. So they would... Oh. <laughs> yes? They would pull this thing up on the ramp out of the water and fill the, the leaked area with quick-drying cement and take off again the next morning. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, the, the, my. These are, these are all the, the stories that, the, you know, the old-timers told us. That's good. Were they telling the truth, do you think? I certainly do, yes. <laughs> we think old Howard Hughes, Bruce Goose. Ralph, you think that was, uh, I mean, that was that strictly a stunt? And what you think, how practical would that that have been? I you know, actually for... visited that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, it, it's immense. Uh, I saw it down in Long Beach. Right. And, and since then, they, they dismantled it and took it up to Oregon or Washington. I don't Somewhere, know. Somewhere, yeah, up there, right. But this thing had, uh, I'm, I'm not remembering too well, but it had six or eight engines. You know, not just four like mm -hmm. like most of your commercial planes do today. Oh, I remember seeing pictures of it. I think it had eight engines. I think it did have eight engines. Uh, and uh, it had a power generator in, in, in the cabin itself, which is something like you would see on a construction site today. It was immense. Mm -hmm. And how he ever got that thing off the ground, I don't know. Wow. Being made out of wood, uh, I don't know. <laughs> they might have had a lot more quick-drying cement on board <laughs> in case of emergencies. You know, that is darn scary. Yeah. I mean, really scary. <laughs> Just. And I also understand that every single one of the, uh, the big clippers, eventually crashed and was destroyed. Wow. Wow. Well, made up of all that cement. Yeah, a lot of cement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, uh, when they when they went in for maintenance, I'm sure they took the cement out and made a permanent repair. Mm. But when this thing was out, you know, on one of, like Wake Island, in the middle of the Pacific, mm -hmm. they didn't have uh, big maintenance facilities. Yeah. They had to keep going with what they had, I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh, I listened to your Fibber McGee earlier in the evening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You did stay with us. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, right after that, I came out and watched TV. Uh, but okay. I'm getting awful hurt feelings here. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. <laughs> Okay, did you have something about Fibber to talk about? Well, I wondered if anybody answered your trivia questions. Well, yes, but if you um, if you didn't hear the answers, then it still qualifies. Oh, well, I, I didn't hear the answers, but uh, I did listen to the show. 
Okay, well, the questions are, what was the name of Teeny's cat? Oh, Raymond. Very good. Do you, so I, all you needed was one, but I'm going to ask you the other ones anyway. What was the name of Teeny's dog? No, I don't know that one. That's not the name. No. I don't know that is not the name. No. Okay, we'll move on. What did Fibber say to Doc Gamble that made Doc want to crawl under the porch and get the cat? Oh, he gave him some indication that there was a broken leg involved. Exactly. He said something like, well, if, if you had a broken leg and were under a porch, you'd cry too. <laughs> and poor Doc went under. She called the dog Margaret. Margaret, okay. And it, it comes up periodically in the shows along the way. Uh, she's had Margaret for quite a while. And Margaret is a boy. Well, of course. <laughs> and, of course, Raymond was a female. And uh, Fibber asked her if she didn't like the name, why did she name her Raymond? She said because she didn't know it was that kind of a cat. <laughs> she named it before she knew it was that kind of a cat, meaning a female. So Teenie uh, did her thing. So I still have an envelope here for you. It's got stamps on it. I can put one more stamp on it. What can I put in there? You said you had something by uh, some stuff of, of Winston Churchill. Yes, I do. Oh, I, I love Winston Churchill. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Winnie would love a home. Winston Churchill, it is. Wonderful. Okay. I think you'll um, well, enjoy them. Well, they're questions. They're pretty good recordings, so I, I think you'll enjoy them. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll get a kick out of that. I love his, some of his old quotes. He, he does. He was a wonderful speaker. And yeah, he was. He was just so robust and infused confidence in people. Right, right. He was, and, uh, mm -hmm. he was strong. Was you the, believed him. He believed in his people, meaning everyone. And gosh, he was good. I really admire him a whole lot. So... Winston Churchill it is, sir. All right, that's good. I wanted to ask you a question. Uh-oh. At one point, one of your questions was, what was Teeny's family name? Oh, I don't, I don't think I ever asked that because I don't know. No, I thought, I thought I had heard you ask that. Well, did I ever ask that, Walden? Walden's my conscience here. I think you have. Her last name? Yeah, her last name. I know I've heard that show. I think it was a Christmas show. Mm. That's her first, her first name. Was Elizabeth? Yeah. And I think she talked about the family, and I thought you figured it out one time, Patricia. No, I never figured out her last name. Somebody uh, a couple of times said Toops, mm -hmm. but that's Willie's name, and Willie is her friend, not her brother. Um, so I don't know. But if it's there, I haven't heard it yet. What did you come up with, Ralph? That's uh, one thing I haven't been able to come up with, and it bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to go do my homework and see if Teeny had a last name. Yeah, and I'll, I'll start listening to Fibber McGee a little more intensely. Please, so yes. I can find it. some help here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walden keeps giving me homework. Homework. Teeny. Okay, gotta gotta look up Teeny. No, I I never heard. That I recall, I never heard her last name. 
Yeah, she was talking about her father or something. She mentioned, or Fibber McGee uh, mentioned, yep. family name. Ah. And I can't for the life of me come up with it. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, I'll have to keep my ears open when I... Okay. Oh my gosh! Now I now I have to go back and listen to them all over again. Yeah. Yeah, you had to start. I I think it was a Christmas show, but I, I'm not not at all clear on that. Okay. Well, I love the Christmas show, so that'll be a wonderful assignment for me to start with. Well, you work on it down in Florida. I'll work on it over here in California, <laughs> and we'll, between the two of us, we'll get it figured out. We'll figure it out in Kansas City. Right, that'd be a good spot. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Ralph, thank you so much. All right, good night, folks. All right, Ralph. All right. Good night. 714-545-2071. The evening is young. We're here. Give us a call. 714-545-2071. It doesn't fail. Hello there, you're all with Patricia. I am. You are here. You're awake? Uh, well, um, after this call, no. No? You're, you're still not awake. Huh? Oh, I'm awake now. You're awake now. Were you asleep earlier? <laughs> uh, I went to a football game. Oh, okay. How, how did it go? We won. You oh, won. The rest okay. of Hawaii played Louisiana Tech, and we won by a comfortable score of 41 to 21, so... Now, now, what if the Hawaiian fight... Like 66 to 3. I know. What if the Hawaiian fight saw? <laughs> well, we have our own uh, fight. <laughs> okay. I'm not near a piano. I don't want to... You're not going to sing it for me? No, no, no. Okay. Hey, listen, I, I, I understand you love to rock first, wheel. Uh-huh. Are <laughs> you another one? I think, I think that's so much fun, but, you know... Somebody said, if you could see, you wouldn't do that, Walton. I know, but it's part of the advantage of being it'd be blind. Probably, yeah. 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 But, yeah. And, um, what other rides did you enjoy riding? I, I like, I, I, I love Space Mountain, I love Matterhorn, I, love, I, like, the, I like the roller coasters that drop 100 feet. I like the one that swing backwards and you know, Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah I, I like those. I, I like to go. It's a big, it's a big advantage of not seeing what's coming in front of you. But you're older yet, Walden. I think you'll find that you won't be as brave as you were. How you are? Well, <laughs> I, I think it's true. But mostly, uh, we had a family nurse friend that my mom loved roller coasters. But once she started to get older, it got tougher. Because and the theory was there are three little bones in your ear. And once you start to develop calcium deposit, it messes with your equilibrium. And that started bothering my mom. Once she got older and older, she couldn't handle the roller coasters like she used to. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really care to ride the roller coasters now, but I used to enjoy them before when they had Pacific Ocean Park, uh -huh. uh, the pike up in Long Beach and stuff. You know. I enjoy those rides, but now I don't think I would like to delve into that kind of yeah. stuff. We were having a discussion. We had some family friends just went to the airport, 
and he know he has a plane, but they thought people started jumping out of airplanes, so they went ahead and signed up to do that. I don't think I would do that. Are you kidding me? No. After everything else that you've been talking about? I know. I know. Yeah. Um, I'll be darned. I've, I, I have turned down hand gliding, too. Yeah, that's kind of dangerous. It's kind of dangerous, yeah. 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 I've heard many uh, mishaps on hand gliders. Yeah, I might do it, but I... But I, not really on my big old, my big old list of things to do. Well, what's on the agenda for tomorrow night, Walden? We have a few things. Uh, we have Dick Burrow and Ed Corcoran's interview at the top of the show. Um, some executive from uh, the radio networks, I forget his name. Then after Dr. Michael Beale, because of the passion of Tony Curtis, I've been asked to run the Tony Curtis interview I did, that Bill and I did with him a few years ago. And then we'll play uh, Jerry Moore and Bob Maxwell covering 1944. And then we'll sneak into more shows. So. Jerry Moore. Uh-huh. You know, is it true that in his later years, Gary Moore developed throat cancer or is that? Yeah, it's true. He, he had cancer. He was given six months to live, and he lived another 18 more years. Wow. <coughs> but he couldn't talk? I don't know, but he, he, he retired from show business pretty quickly after he found out uh, that he had cancer. Um, given a very short time to live, and he lived another 18 more years. This heart. Wow. Yeah. He was a very good MC, though. Oh, gosh. I uh, He often talked about, uh, I have this on a Jimmy Durante interview, probably, um... You know, he was with Jimmy Durante for five years. And he got thinking at the time, you know, I need to leave, leave Jimmy and go on my wings, you know. And he said, when I did that, the first couple of years was a struggle. Nobody would hire me. Yeah. And I went back to talk to Jimmy. But he, he encouraged me. He said, you're doing the right thing and everything. But it took Gary Moore a while for him to find his stroke on his own. Yeah, because he was on the Jimmy Durante for a long time. He sure was. Yeah. He was good on the Jimmy Durante. He was. He was. And uh, probably could have kept it going for a few more years, but uh, he just thought the time was right to try to break away on his own. Um, is it getting warmer or in Florida or is it still hot? How's the weather in Florida? Florida? No, we're getting a little bit cooler. We're, um, we had been doing mid-90s all week long forever, and this week it's 88, 89, 88, 88, 89. That's what our predictions are. So we're, we're coming down a little bit. How cold does it get? This past winter, it was in the 20s a lot, but that was very, very unusual. Usually we'll get a cold snap and occasionally a real um, hard frost or freeze, and it's very fast. It'll be over in a couple of days, um, but it, it stays in the 70s, pretty much in the 70s. It's, um, it's more the wind, the direction of the air currents and the wind that makes the difference. It's comfortable. Um, very it comfortable. Is, if the wind isn't coming from the north. If the wind is coming from the north, it's not comfortable at 80. Well, anyway, next week I will be home all Saturday. I mean, so I can listen to you guys from the 
from the early onset. But oh, did you hear Patricia got a special guest next week? Oh, who's your special guest? We have Johnny Western, who is the person who wrote and sang the Have Gone Will Travel theme for television. And he traveled with Gene Autry for many years. He traveled with Johnny Cash for many years. Spent 25 years as a disc jockey in Kansas with um, Western music and country Western music. And he is still out there performing. His voice is fabulous. I mean, I'm, I want to be a groupie. He's <laughs> got, got such a wonderful voice. So he'll be with us on Saturday. How old is he now? 77. Okay. Yeah, because 25 years with this guy, so many hours with this guy, man, he saw it. I know. I mean, I was up the years, and I thought, wait, this cannot be possible because, you know, of the person I talk with. But um, he is out there performing, and he is fabulous. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Well, we'll be listening to him next Saturday. And how's Frank Vizzi doing? Doing well. Um, been a lot of time with him last couple of months, uh, helping him helping him figure out some stuff. And I really see great improvement. So I'm very delighted how how it's all coming about. So how's his mobile skills? Yeah, it's still pretty much wheelchair bound. Um, once they can fix him taking a feeding tube out of him, then he'll be able to do more physical exercise. Right now... He still can't swallow? I mean, yeah, that's the problem. Gosh. And But he's getting stronger and stronger in the ton and all those areas that he should be able to pass it fairly soon. But uh, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. So if you think about it, he hasn't eaten a meal in nine months. Mm. That's, a, that's a long time without chewing. Yeah. You know, but he, you know, he'll eat applesauce or other diff- different things. And so, the, you know, they don't want to take the feeding tube out of him once. They want to take it out of him once he's passed the swallowing test. Yeah. So. Well, you too, it's always nice to hear you guys, no matter what time of the night it is. It's very refreshing, and I, I just want to make sure that I could say hello to 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 view and make my weekend. Well, you're making our weekend. Would you like a question before you go? Oh no, this time I'll 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 let you send me the one that we you want to send me the diary of whatever. Fate. A diary of fate. It's an envelope with stamps on it. That should be fun. We'll talk to you guys again, okay? Okay, Ron. All right, Ron. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Aloha. 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 There he goes. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Isn't it amazing? Hello I know. there. Wakes up. Hello there. You have walked yeah. up with Patricia. It is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. How? Hey, Harlan. Harlan, how's everything? Hey. Are you <laughs> very, very slow at this point? Are, are you getting up? This is you're on the other side of your sleep routine now. Yeah. What? Is, what the world is it? <laughs> Um, I did not hear all of what was going on. We brought up a couple of things. Uh-huh. You were talking about the China Clipper and all, and, and this just pertains to flying, not the China Clipper, but uh-huh. uh, surely one or both of you are familiar with wing walkers. I am not. Wing walkers, yes, yes, yes. 
Um, Hurry, stop. It, 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 was, well, there was a kid in England supposedly did that back in 2009. Uh-huh. Um, eight years old. I don't know what kind of rig he had, though, but obviously it was, for Walden's sake anyway, it was very popular during the uh, late teens and 20s and all up into the 30s, although the government started putting a cramp in it. They made the wing walkers start wearing parachutes and wouldn't let them fly below 1,400 feet, I think. And it about ruined it because the crowds couldn't see them very well. That's oh, my goodness. And um, the insurance costs started getting extreme. But the, the real trivia that got me was that Buffalo Bill Cody's niece was a wing walker. And she had a flying circus. They were apparently quite popular, too, and there were a lot of them. Uh-huh. Uh, in the 20s and 30s, but it, it surprised me that, that she was a wing walker. That's amazing. I, I just cannot imagine making a living walking on the outside of a plane when there's a perfectly good seat on the inside. Well, I guess there were a lot that didn't make a living that way. <laughs> they, <laughs> Not for long. They made a dying that way. Oh, yay, yay. But I guess it was amazing no more died than did. Um, that just was my contribution to flying, but... You know, I never the, thought about that, but... I, I never thought about that, I, but I was just thinking about... Thinking of all the people who walk, you know, walk the trapeze, or walk the, uh... The tightrope? Tightrope, and walk the ones in New York, from building uh-huh. to building. Right. Right. You know? Right. Off Niagara Falls, and... And I, I think, they, these might be the people who are, were born with without the, the fear of heights. They were born without fear. Right. Well, you know, they say there are some people that don't have any fear of heights, and that's why they're probably able to do that. Well, yeah. I think it started out as a necessity, though. Um, the first guy that did it, oh, what was his name? He was in service, and he was flying one of the old biplanes, and he had an engine problem. I think he was with a trainer. At the time, uh, at least according to what I was reading, this was about 18, uh, 1918, and he had some type of an engine problem, and he just got out and walked out there and fixed it, whatever it was. <laughs> and I think that was the first incident of anybody doing that. Of course, it wasn't too long after he got out of the Army and um, started doing it to make a living, um, doing stunts and all, but I think about 1920 or 21, it did him in. But uh, anyway, it, it was interesting, too. That's amazing. I remember old-time movies and silent movies with people walking on the wings. Yep. And it was the real thing. I mean, they didn't do stunt... Um, they didn't use stuntmen, and they did their own things like that in the silent movies. Boy, I don't know. This guy was doing uh, one of these deals for a movie when he got killed. Oh, boy. He won. But um, it, it was interesting anyway. And I'm all going to change gears here about your, your Johnny Western. Huh? You know, 
I don't guess it's come up on here, but we were talking about Dwayne Eddy. I was reading some stuff, and I know everything you read on the internet's not true. I'm sure people find that hard to believe, but anyway. Uh, from what I was reading, apparently Dwayne Eddy did work with Johnny Western a lot, or collaborated on different things. I think one of their big deals was the Peter Gunn thing. Probably sometime in the 70s or 80s. But also, Dwayne Eddy apparently did a part on one of the Paladin TV shows. I was not aware of that, because I didn't see all of them, but still. Well, your assignment next week is to call in and ask him about that, would you? Well, I kind of hope I can, if I can stay up long enough to. But anyway, I just thought it was rather interesting. But I agree. Collaborated on a bunch of different um, shows and, and songs and stuff like that, which I, I really wasn't aware of. But they're about the same age, apparently. Dwayne uh, Elliott was born in 38. Well, they would have been uh, pretty close. Um, 1934 is what I came up with um, with Johnny Western. Well, that can't be right if he's 77. That can't be right if he's... Oh, no, yeah, I can't. Sorry about that. I'm not thinking very well this morning. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm not too hot on math lately, so you could have told me. <laughs> Once was, not anymore. But uh, I guess you are right. That is, that is about right. So. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not having a very good time tonight. Walden is asking me questions, and I don't know the answers. That is terrible, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's awful. They're like, like lawyers. They supposedly never ask a question. They don't know the answer. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's funny. That's what I hear in court anyway. <laughs> Oh well. Um, I don't. I don't have anything else. Uh, you don't. Uh, again, I just uh, just wanted to bring up about the wing walkers. I, I never would have thought of that without um, your comments. I they just went out. I, I, people do such unusual things with you know with really good ground and good seats available. They do stuff like jump out of planes and walk on wings. And it just baffles me. Just baffles me. I'm such a chicken. Well, I don't know. I've always been told it's better to be a live chicken than a dead duck. There you go. <laughs> I like that. So I'm a live chicken, at least for now. Right. No, I don't want to be around when somebody else is having one of these urges to do something really dangerous. I don't want to be yeah, well. It, I guess it's even worse if you're around one of them when they're having a bad day. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, there, there's an expression. You, uh, when they have a bad day. Um, yes. Ain't like in the office. There's an expression I came across the other day. You don't need a parachute the first time you jump. You need it for the second one. Okay. Like, if you don't use it on the first jump, you're never going to get a second one. Yep. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, but I guess it, it's like everything else. Uh, somebody's always wanting to try something and nobody else ever has, or somebody has, and yeah, I can do it too. Well, I suppose we would be 
we would we would not have an awful lot of things that we do have in our lives if people weren't willing to take risks. I'm just not one of them. I'm not a risk taker. I, I really am a chicken. That's all right. You'll probably outlive the rest of them. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna outlive where I would have been if I weren't a chicken. Well, that's true. Well, I'll move on, and you'll have time with somebody else. Are you going to go back to bed for a couple hours? No, no. No, you're up. You're up. Okay. I'm going to make the coffee. Right. Yep, that's right. Okay. Some clothes running. Have a cup for us. Some clothes in the washer and some in the dryer and some more to go, and I guess I better get started. Yeah. Anyway, good morning this time. You bet. Well, good morning. Looking forward to next weekend if I can stand it. <laughs> well, I, I hope so. I do hope you're you're able to be with us. Okay. See y'all later. All right, Hollywood. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071. Our number. This is when people start to call. We get them. Hello, there. No. You hung up. Hung oh, up. my gosh. Well, with that, no one can. He said he was going to call. Come on, no one. Poor Nolan. Every time somebody has a phone problem, we blame poor Nolan. It is uh, 3 after 4 in the morning for Patricia. 3 after 1 here on the West Coast. And we love to talk to you. So, hello there. You are with Patricia. Hello there. I'm, I'm getting too old for this. You are? <laughs> you just cracked me up. Hello. It's time of morning. You know that um, flying boat you were talking about earlier? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That comes nowhere close to the dirigible we had a couple of weeks ago, remember? That's right. <laughs> the one that was going to land in the middle of Moscow? Yep. Yeah. going to land in the city. <laughs> you actually had me. Well, what can I say? I am so dense. I'm not really dense. I just trust you so much. And I trust Walden so much. My children trust me, too. I, we would go on trips. I may have told this. We uh, were talking earlier about the cows. <laughs> we would... We would uh, I know so much about cows. Go ahead. Go on vacation, and I would tell the kids if they would get up early. Well, first of all, the, the hay is rolled in, and they do it out in California or your part of Florida. I'm sure they do. They roll it up. Right. There are no more haystacks. It comes in rolls. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I told them that those were the cows' sleeping bags. <laughs> if we got on the road quick enough, we could see them making them up. And you, how old were your kids when you did that to them? Thirty-seven. <laughs> well, they were five and seven. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Okay. Today they're twisted. They're sad. Unreal. I, 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 you guys are just. I'm so abused. The cow's sweeping back. I like that. <laughs> That one is good. Nolan, that's a good one. I thought I knew everything there was about cows, but 
That's a new one. Oh, they just just roll them out. <laughs> oh my! Ralph was on earlier. He he sent me a snail mail. Snail mail. Thank you note. And he didn't have to do that. With a tailspin, Tommy. Oh yeah. That's probably what he was doing when he was watching black and white television. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was watching tailspin, Tommy. Oh, Ralph, we're talking about you. Who was? I I said Ralph, we're talking about you. Yeah, I hope he's still awake. But uh, he doesn't have to do that. If we do any more trading, he doesn't have to write me a card. It's nice, but not necessary. Well, it's it's really nice that you did that. I was just so delighted that you had the movies, and it was something that he could enjoy. So that that was really nice of you to do that. I appreciate it. Well, glad to. I um, think there was a comic strip, too, of Tailspin. That's... Uh, that anymore, but... I remember reading when I was trying to find some Tailspin Tommy stuff. I remember reading that it appeared in other places. Yeah, it's, it, um, it was well done. I've, I've seen a lot of serials. I guess I've seen them all. I've seen all the republics. In fact, I own all the republics. But um, this one stood out as being almost as good as theirs. They are the, the king of the serials, no, no doubt. Republic? Yes, Republic Pictures. I did not know that. Yeah, that's where Roy Rogers started and Gene Autry started there and John Wayne started there. I didn't realize that they were um, they were the leaders in the serials. I have some information tonight because one of the shows was from 1947. I dug up some 1947 information and one of them, uh, I have a couple of Oscar winners from 1947, and when I went through the list, Republic, when you got down to the bottom, where they had special awards and special this and that, they just, you know how many awards the Academy Awards give out, and Republic name appeared repeatedly. Oh, yeah, they, they, besides the uh, B-movies or the serials, they did some features as well. Uh-huh. Wells was in one, forgotten what it was, Othello, or, can't remember exactly, but... Yeah. Wayne did a feature of the uh, mm -hmm. one he did with the red, red, pretty red-haired uh, actress, uh, Margaret O'Brien. Yep. Right? No, that's a little girl. I don't know. I'm not thinking too well. This is hour, mm. hour of the morning. Did you put the coffee on? Not yet. I had to get up and get a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. We can always count on good stuff when... Um, when Nolan calls in late or early, depending on your your perspective. I do have the um, spots for you from Chicken Man. Oh, yay. Okay, go ahead. See if we can get them going. Oh, you're telling our listeners that you once had an idea that was better than radio. That's right. Radio's a fad. Passion fancy won't last. Well, radio's celebrating its 75th anniversary now. Uh -huh. Well, my idea will make a comeback. I see. And what did you call it? Yelling. Yelling. You stand on the roof of the tallest building you can find and yell. I see. What do you yell? The weather, the news, whatever. And people could hear this? Not at first, but then I started using a megaphone, a big one. People could hear for blocks. So what if people didn't want to hear what you were saying? Some people expressed that concern, so then I invented something for that. And that was? Earplugs. But people preferred radio. Go figure. Now it's everywhere. In cars and elevators, strapped to their heads. Uh -huh. Music, news, comedy, talk shows. I had the very first talk show, you Did know. you really? Yeah. People would yell up at me from the sidewalk. We discussed every issue of the day. Uh -huh. Such as? Shut up up there. Get off the roof. And I'd yell back, mind your own business. Entertainment.
entertaining, let me tell you, people love it. I bet, yeah. Radio, putting the world in your ears for 75 years. Produced for Radio's 75th anniversary by Dick Orkin's Radio Rancher. Announcer is Gary Owens. Now, here's cut two. Yes, sir. May I help you? Yes, yes. Listen, I'm looking for a birthday card. This year is a good friend's 75th birthday. Is this a close friend? Someone your age? <laughs> Do I look that old? Yes. It's the light in here. Look, it's not a person. It's Radio's 75th birthday. Really? Yeah, you see, I had a very successful program on radio for 23 years. I think I remember that program. It was a comedy program. No, the one I remember wasn't funny. Oh. Are you Charlie McCarthy? Charlie McCarthy was a dummy. And your point is? Look, I didn't come in here to be insulted. I just came in here to buy a birthday card. Well, our least expensive card started this price. Really? That much? Hmm. You know, what I should really do is simply say, Happy 75th Birthday Radio in person. Now, that would be much more personal. How could you do that? I just did it. Celebrity voice impersonation by Eddie Carroll. Produced for Radio's 75th anniversary by Dick Hawkins, Radio Red. Happy Birthday, Radio. It was great. Oh, my goodness gracious. Gary Owen called me yesterday, so I was bored. when I heard that voice, I, I said, Yep, that's Gary. <laughs> yeah, he, he nails it, doesn't he? Oh. And then hearing our late friend Eddie Carroll do Jack Minnie again, that's pretty pretty good. That was pretty special. You yeah. know, I recognized that it was um, Eddie Carroll. Yeah. 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 Good ears. Good guy. We miss him, too. Mm-hmm. And Dick Orkin. He was nominated for the Radio Hall of Fame this year, I think. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I don't know if he got in, but I know he was nominated uh, to go in. Very good. Yeah. I got my Dr. Denton's on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to find the uh, bedroom. Okay. That's my eyes a little bit. All right. Okay. Well, well heck, you, you'll probably get up in time for the uh, third hour of the show. There you go. I don't <laughs> want to miss Fipper McGee and Molly. I'll set my alarm. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> oh, Nolan, you're too much fun. Boys and girls, we'll talk to you again. All right, Nolan. Thanks for calling. Okay, good night. Good night. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071. The later we go, the more calls we get. This is true. You know. I'm going to switch phones. This is the Samiac Hour, starring Patricia. And I, I'm the one to carry her golf club around the golf course every every Saturday night. You know, she, she's the star and the talent, and I'm just there to keep her and occupied. But if you like to talk to the star of the show, you can give her a call at 714-545-2071. And if you want to talk to the son of the show, <laughs> the number is the same. It is amazing. Hello there, Carl. You're on Patricia. Good morning. Good morning. It's Vermont. Hello. Are, are you on the way up or on the way down? On the way up. Wake <laughs> <laughs> it up. Now, I have a question for you, sir. Well, I have an apology first. <laughs> no, I mean, I, well, I, have, are you I have a personal question. <laughs> I, I don't mean, I, can I, the question is, if you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, what time do you go to bed? One. Midnight one. And you... Like that. We've had this discussion before. I went with that. I don't sleep much. 
Not much at all. Guess not. I don't know. Yeah, I think I've said this before, too. Like, well, sleep when I die, you know? Wow. Yeah, uh, it depends. You know, there's nights I'll sleep eight, nine, ten hours, but they're really rare. So I usually don't get up this early. You guys must have some kind of magic or something. <laughs> Gosh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I usually don't get up till... I usually wake up about 5. Yeah. And I'll go back to bed till about 7. I'm sure I'm going back to bed this morning, too. Yeah, it's only four, we don't sleep much more than five or six hours a night. Yeah, it's only four fifteen. Yeah, you 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 ahead of schedule. Yeah, I got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm calling because I, apparently I owe you guys an apology. Uh oh. <laughs> what did we do? No, it's what I did. Uh oh. Apparently I swore on the air. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you were such a hoot. We didn't scold you. It was late. I don't even remember doing it. I get your letter. I never heard oh, that. Oh, that other lady wrote you there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Stop <laughs> and ask bombs. I didn't say that. You just kind of got a little excited, you know? Did I? You were talking about the cat. The cat? I think I was talking to you in my sleep. <laughs> you were talking about a cat that opened the window. And you threw it outside. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, where did that word come into that story? <laughs> well, we were talking. What, what prompted that, Walden? We weren't talking about pets, but we wound up talking about pets. Huh. Oh, well. Anyway. Whatever it was, it was the cat that did it, not you. Okay. Well, it came out without knowing it came out. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't catch it, so, you know. Yeah, well, did we? I just some kind of seven-second delay. It's supposed to save you from that kind of... I know, I know. But... No, and we don't have one. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Mr. Bill. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You didn't need to apologize. Goodness gracious. Oh, well, anyway. You are the color of our show. <laughs> you add and spruce it up. Well, good. You liven it. You make... Things come alive. The flowers bloom. Well, I don't know what the flowers are begging for calls. <laughs> Say that again about the call. I said, well, I want the flowers are begging for. I know. That's right. That's uh, right. And you and you came to the rescue. Yeah, I woke up. I better call. What the hell? Yeah. You, you <laughs> 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 oh, oh, Fred, you are a piece of work. <laughs> Do you have any experiences with carnivals or amusement parks or parades or? Oh, all kinds of them. Yeah. Okay. What well, What was your favorite amusement park? Oh boy, Gaslight Village. We uh, can stop there anymore. Where is Gaslight Village? Yeah. Where was it? Where is it? Or was? Was it Lake George? Okay. Years ago. Um, this is pre-Great uh, Escape. Uh, it was basically just a, a, a fair that went uh, nine months out of the year. It ran every night from four to midnight. Four to midnight, four to one in the morning. Huh? Um, it's the only place I could ever remember 
finding bumper boats, which are my all-time favorite ride. Seven six. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Kind of like bumper, it's just like bumper cars, but you're on water. Huh? And the other thing I can remember is we have a parade here every Fourth of July. It's probably I'm willing to say it's the biggest Fourth of July parade in New England. I know it's the biggest in Vermont, easily. The thing's huge. And every year, they uh, annoy a different group or organization to lead the parade. Mm-hmm. And the leader of that organization is the Grand Marshal. And I command the local uh, Sons of the American Legion. Uh-huh. And, oh, this was three years ago. Um, the Legion was designated as the, you know, lead group. And the commander of the Legion didn't show up for the parade for whatever reason. And they stuck me in his car. I ended up being the grand marshal of the parade, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. good. So that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing I can remember is just going to the local fair every year as a kid. Looking forward to it, you know, the local fair. Huh? Uh, and I'm not much of a ride person anymore. I think I went this year for the first time in 20 years. And I didn't go on a ride. I'm, I'm just not, not into it anymore, I guess. I was when I was younger. Um, I don't mind going, but it's a lot more fun going with kids. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, it's a lot more magical for them. They're, they're, they get more excited. The fun is contagious. Yes, it is. The excitement and the laughter, it really is contagious. It's just not the same without kids. I agree. Well, the fairs aren't the same anymore either, because I can remember as a kid, I think it's insurance policy, it must be. Cause I can remember as a kid, they used to have all kinds of fun stuff in the grandstand. Huh? They had like the midget car racers. Uh, we used to have the harness racing, you could bet on it. Um, they don't have any of that stuff anymore. Um, they have the demo derby like four nights. The fair runs here, it only runs uh, nine days. Mm. So it'll run for two weekends. Right. Huh? And they might have, now they'll have, you know, they, might, they used to have like one, you know, demolition derby. Now they have like six in the nine nights, you know, it's crazy. Now, is this a county fair? It's a state fair. State fair? Yeah. Yeah, it's the biggest fair in Vermont. But, you know, that's not saying much. It's like being the biggest flea of the dog. Well... So. I mean, any fair is a big deal to me. I really enjoy fairs, but I don't know how big a big fair is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I need to get out more. Well, I, I guarantee I've never been to a big one. I guess probably the biggest I've ever gone to, if you want to call it that, is to do an escape. Um, but nothing like, you know, like the, te- like the thing that Bill does, the Texas State Fair. Huh? I can't imagine a fair that would run for 23 days. And you were talking about one earlier one a little longer than that, right? Uh-huh. Mine run four weekends. 
Yeah, I can't, I can't even picture that. Yeah, well, we get 1.15 million people. Yeah. And so, so. San Diego, Orange County, Y, and L.A., we got three of the, three of the big three of the big fairs in the whole country. <laughs> and there are, there are companies that make their living yep. uh, doing nothing but fairs. You know, when I was younger, I thought about wanting to be like a midway dude. Mm-hmm. You know, have a booth and follow the fair around. Yep. There are people who do that. They they, they they sell food. They start in uh, in the spring of May and they go into October, November, and they get they get followed from they get followed the circuit from uh, California that way. And I talked to a guy here, and like I said, it was just on nine days, mm-hmm. and he would get, take his vacation as police officer. My we police officers run in the family. My older brother was a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I worked for the State Department, but his oldest son is now a state police officer, and it's his buddy that I was talking to, who, uh, he takes his week off every year for the fair, and they sell sausages. And he says he makes 25% of his yearly income in those nine days. Wow. Oh. That was off the fair, yeah. Well, then we're in the wrong business. Well, I was thinking, you know, I was just thinking something near and dear, near Patricia, it's the circus. That's right, you in Ringling, uh, in Sarasota. If you think about I it. I haven't been to a circus in 40 years. And, and they travel, I guess, during the year, and then they would take the, the winter off, and they do Florida at their home base to repair. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where the clown school is, and during the off months. Huh. I've been to a circus. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. That would be something else. I'd still, I'd rather do that than go to a fair now, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if circuses are the same like we grew up as kids. I haven't been to a real true circus like we grew up as kids since I was a kid. The ones I go now are Circuit del Sol, yeah. where you have no animals. And I missed that. You know, I, I remember the kids. What's a circus without animals? I know, but they they're they're, they're one without without animals now. Oh man! You know. Oh, it's it's an acrobatic act, the Cirque du Soleil. Yep. Well, to... that that wouldn't appeal to me. Half the fun of the circus is, you know, you sit there thinking if you're gonna see somebody get chopped on by an elephant or something. Well, my mother often sort of wonder why she did this. When we had a circus in town, they had <laughs> elephant rides, and she put me on one of them. Yeah. You know, I was a little boy. Yeah. And she got wondering, why did I ever put my only my my son on an elephant? You know, I rode around the grocery store parking lot, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was. I liked it. What did you hold on to? Uh, nothing. Just sort spread my leg and just rode the elephant. They didn't have a you know a seat or, I don't, or nope nope nope. They, they nope they threw the blanket on the elephant. And you came next. Uh huh. Got up there. <laughs> How did you get up there? It must have been a, a box or a stand or a, something. Was it a baby elephant or? Yeah. Baby elephant, okay. It, it must have been. But, you know, I was seven years old. That was big, yeah. Yeah. For me, it was a big elephant. Yeah. Good thing yeah. he didn't stampede, I guess, because there was nothing to hold on. When you're, when you're seven years old, anything bigger than a chihuahua is huge. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember doing that. Yeah, our parents used to get mad at me because we used to ride the dog. You know those big circuit rides? Uh-huh. And we used to get mad at him. My brother used to put me on his back and, and my parents would get mad at him. I can remember that. Yeah. 
the bodies into the market. Just to pull us around with a sled, too. <laughs> that was fun. Wow. But, wow. but man, I, I just never, I don't know. I just, it was the fair. I, mean, I got excited when I was a kid to kick it out for the fair. You know, I didn't get excited and want to go, but, you know, you sit me out back with a little ball and a bat and some friends, and I was just as happy. Well, we go almost every year because we are three blocks away, and they give us fare tickets. They give us twenty free fare tickets, so uh, I guess it, that that would be an encouragement. Yeah, and basically, the I guess keep the community happy. They give us all twenty free fare tickets, so we uh, figure out how many times we're gonna go, and then give the rest of them away. Well, the reason I went this year, I got paid to go. Ah, uh, well, that helps. Yeah, but that helps. I work with a. <laughs> How did you get paid to go? I work with uh, well, he's 19, and I can't say, you know, I can't say names or anything, it's confidentiality, but I worked, this man is, uh, he's suicidal, he's depressed, and I act as a companion. Oh, I see, okay. 20, 25 hours a week, and he wanted to go. Said, well, okay, what the hell, I've been 15, 20 years, why not, we'll go. And so we went, uh, like I said, it was the first time I've gone. Ages. Well, tell you the people, I don't be a over The people that happen to live next door. Five bucks parking, you know. Yeah. They sit out there and they sell parking spots all week long. Thing is, me, it's what they charge for food. Oh, I know. It's amazing. It's not that good. At least I wasn't impressed this year. No. I was, you know, that's one thing. I was like, well, at least I can eat something good there. I like, ordered this chicken and biscuit dinner and. Uh, it was it was it was disappointing. It was mm -hmm. like nine bucks, and it was like instant mashed potato, and <laughs> and I wasn't impressed. Um, but. Well, my brother was saying when we saw Big Tech today on TV, it was the Oklahoma Texas game, and my brother said, "You think he will get free food?" I said, "They probably does. You know, he always loved old corny dogs." So. Well, look at that on the internet. I can't imagine you have a college football stadium. <laughs> In the middle of your fairgrounds? Uh-huh. That's going to be huge. It is, and that, you know that stadium home is 80 to 100,000 people. That's a big of that fair. I know. <laughs> you know I, I saw that, and I was like, that is, that is just unbelievable. <laughs> Cotton wool, right in the middle of the fairgrounds. Yeah. It's the only place in the world you can buy fried butter. I think it's the only place in the world you can buy fried beer, too. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's right. That's that's one of the items on this year. I've been trying to figure that out. What do I do, freeze it? <laughs> no, I, I read... <laughs> How the hell do you fry beer? Put it inside a pretzel. Uh, you know, a pretzel-like bake, and they drop it in and fry it, so when it comes out on the plate, the beer leaks out, and it acts like a sauce. Now, that's what I read. I have no idea if it's true, but that's what I read. I think I'll pass. I guess that's one way of doing it. I couldn't sit over there. I was picturing, sitting there picturing, you know, dumping beer into a frying pan. That's not going to work. <laughs> you know? That's unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe when I heard that. You ever have this with fried fritters? Yeah. I don't understand what the big deal of... They start frying everything at fairs. I don't remember that as a kid, though. I mean, the last five, ten years. Yeah, the only thing I can remember is the, the, the onion rings. Mm-hmm. And the, the bread dough. Right. That was about it. Now, I just think anytime you go to fair, there's whatever you can get fried. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know where that came from either. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but... I know it didn't come from the galloping gourmet. <laughs> That's for sure. It didn't come from my mom. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, my mom didn't like fried chicken. She was a baker. Both of us were bakers. Uh, they baked everything. Well, she, she could fry, but it just wasn't. We didn't get a lot of fried food growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't eat her. That was not my mom. My mom was always very health conscious, very, very early. So, uh, she switched from us having five chickens to sort of very, very quickly. So. Yeah, I can't remember that chicken story if you want to hear that one. Sure, sure. tell us a chicken story. I can't remember that, clearly. Uh, I don't mean to pick up my younger brother. <laughs> He's turning that's 40 what the, that's in two weeks, and I will. Mm -hmm. um, he, uh, he was about nine at the time, and Dad got the deal on his chickens, but they were alive <laughs> chickens. So he brought them home and stuck them down the cellar and wondered if I was butchering them down the cellar. And they were freezing them for, for uh, you know, future eating, consumption. And, uh, my little, and he was sneaking because he knew my little brother would freak out. We just, we didn't do it. And sure enough, he caught, my little brother caught him doing it. And flipped out. And for 10 years, I mean, 10 years after that, he would not eat chicken at the house unless mom showed him the wrapper that came from at the store. I have to and, say I'd go along with that. What's the difference? You killed the chicken to eat it. Yeah, I know, but this... Never got that. The chicken was once alive, now it's dead. What difference does it make whether it died in your basement or not? Well, I don't know. Eating, I don't know. The basement routine, I'm with your brother. Oh, man, I used to pick on him so bad. I'd be like, Pat, that was 10 years ago. The chicken, that chicken's long gone. I don't trust him. <laughs> They're going to sneak some more by me. <laughs> I never got that. Of course, Pat was probably really well unless it was never. I'm not a hunter anymore, but I used to be a hunter. So to me, you know, I mean, you, you, you get meat by killing the animals. That's how you get meat. I know. Yeah, no? You don't go and, hunting in your Where do you think chicken comes from in the store? Oh, well, then he's picking on me. I know, I know. You know? I know. It's, it's not like they grow organic chickens out there on they either way. They do in California. You still have to kill them to get their meat. Well, they just lay on the table. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah. Why well, don't die of old age? No, I, I, I just thought this. I, I, never, I keep picking on my brother about that story. Your poor brother. Yeah, he was like, no, I'm going to eat it. Yeah, he's telling it in the basement. Well, well, my dad had the same thing with milk. Uh, he he spent a lot of time on the farm, and he saw how uh, they they milk cows, and uh, uh, so he for many years just would not drink milk. Huh? Yeah. I can't remember getting milk from the farmer. Mm-hmm. And it was I think it was homogenized and wasn't pasteurized. Mm -hmm. I think that was the deal. Right. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I thought it was better than the store-bought milk. Um, I can't remember that clearly. We used to get right out of the machine. We would just get done homogenizing it. Right. And, uh, oh, nice cold. I can also remember, we used to have a baker. I think I told you this before. My parents were bakers. And, uh, we used to have a 
milk machine. Do you have like a little lunch counter? I don't think I don't think they have the restaurants anymore. But they were they were the milk machines and they came they had like a like a spout on it. The milk came in bags, plastic bags, and you put it inside the cooler part which was in the top part and you hooked it up to the spout. And then you would just lift the spout and fill up the glasses of milk. And that milk was always, always like ice, ice, ice cold. That was so good. Nothing like cold milk. Nope, you're right. Yeah. Nothing um, like cookies and cold milk. That's true, too. Freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. So, if your folks were bakers, what would the, did they like to bake at home? Uh, Dad did, yeah, Dad did. What, what, was, what were some of the goodies? Um, well, donuts, pies. The only problem is, he was, all his recipes were, uh, you know, he, he had a recipe for a dozen donuts. He had a recipe for ten dozen donuts. <laughs> and, and that's, you can't, you can't just scale them down. They don't come out the same. So what he would do is he'd bake a whole bunch of stuff and then freeze it. So he'd bake ten dozen donuts in our basement. And, you know, freeze eight dozen of them. We would eat a couple, and then we'd pull them as we needed them. Mm. But yeah, donuts, uh, he made this thing called, I think it was my grandfather's recipe. Because the only other bakery I've ever seen of that was my uncle's, who took over my grandfather's bakery. And they were called hi Hat is what he called them. And what they were was a, a picture, a piece of chocolate cake, bigger than a cupcake, quite a bit bigger, but maybe four inches diameter, but round, the shape of the, the one piece of cake that's round, like uh -huh. a ball, like a circle. Uh -huh. And then the top of the, it's solid except for the top, has like a little rounded indentation in the top of it. Mm -hmm. So it's not flat on the top. Can you picture that? Yeah. Okay, then around the outside of that, and butter, like a, like a special butter, the bakery type frosting. You get it out of wedding cakes and stuff like that. He, I don't know what else to call it. It's like a butterscotch type frosting. Mm. Um, but he had that, it's like a white butterscotch type right. thing. And that around the outside, with a big blob of it on the top, Kind of look like the cool whip yep. in the container yep. that comes up to a little plate. And then chocolate sprinkles right on the outside, and a cherry on the top. Is it dark chocolate? Dark chocolate, yes. You hearing that, Patricia? I'm, I'm swooning. <laughs> oh, I live for these things as a kid. Oh, the, the only thing that I like better than hi-hats were... Chocolate with the donuts and the cookies fresh, right, like right out of the oven. Right out of the oven. Especially the plain donuts and the chocolate chip cookies. If that probably reason why this, remember the, the fad, was it four or five years ago, that donut place, the nationwide, they, you know, it cost you 75 cents for a donut, but they always baked them hot. Oh, I don't remember that. I, I don't remember the name of the place. Good idea. You know, but that's, uh, people just... We're willing to line up for hot baked donuts that way. Oh, they're, they're good. Yeah. There's nothing better. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the, with the cookies, you know. I mean, I don't mind a cold chocolate chip cookie, but it's not the same. They, they just... No, it's not the same. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
that's one thing I missed. I didn't miss the bakery, but I missed the baked stuff. Mm. Oh, well, he, he didn't quit. He didn't bake some more after he got out of it. Well, now, I bet the bakery business, what time did the family get up? Two in the morning, I bet? Dad did, yeah. He was up two, two thirty every morning. Uh, he would work. Uh, then Mom was up at six, mm. five thirty. Uh, and then he would work. Uh, he worked from like three to probably like one, one thirty in the afternoon. And Mom would work like six in the morning, like six at night. She'd close the place. So he did all the baking in the morning. Yeah, got it all out for the day. And then he would go. Then he'd go home or whatever. So what happened to the leftovers? We sold them. We brought them home. Uh-huh. Uh, we used to do, we used to do, like, day over, like, day, uh, people what? would come in just to buy the bread a day late because we sold it cheaper. Mm -hmm. We had, like, a whole showcase that was, uh, day old, we called it. That was baked the day before. How much was a loaf on the fresh day, and how much was it on the day old day? Oh, God, I don't remember, but bread was cheap back then. I think we used to sell it, I think it was, and we're talking homemade bread here. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we used to sell it for $1.75 a loaf. And I think it was like a buck, or maybe 90 cents for day old. Well, goodness, it really was worth it to wait for the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um... They're early. You know, and, and it really was, and... and and it was good. It was just as good. You know, that's all we ever got. We never brought fresh bread home. Fresh bread is for the customers. Huh. You know, we got the leftover stuff, and I liked it. I liked it a whole lot better than the stuff we get now. You know, you, you go to the store, and you cannot buy cheap bread at, at the store. I, I'm sorry, you can't, because you can't make sandwiches on that stuff. Unless you've tried. Um, but I, I've tried to buy the cheap bread around here. And you go and make a sandwich, and if you make anything heavier than a peanut butter and jelly, it falls apart. <laughs> so you go eat the damn sandwich, and your bread falls apart on you. When you say cheap bread, are you talking like the stuff on the bread shelf? Yeah, like the, you know, the, 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 they call it, here they call it a big bread or something. You get a huge loaf of it for like a dollar. Uh-huh. White bread. And it's twice as big as the other loaf, and it's half the price, but it's not worth it. And only a quarter is good. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, if, if all you're using it for is bread and butter, I guess it's fine. Or breadcrumbs for baking or something, you know, but... Not for your peanut butter. What's that? Not for your peanut butter. No. They don't work for sandwiches, I'm telling you. Well, I'll believe yeah. you. I'll believe you. <laughs> and, I, and I'm one that buys cheap stuff when I can get away with it, because I don't make a whole lot of money. So, you know, I'm trying to keep the house together and pay the heating bill and all this other stuff. And, yeah. And when I can cut corners, I can, but I learned a long time ago, there's certain things you can't, you cannot buy the cheap bread of, and bread's one of them. Cereal's another. If you're going to buy the military cereal, you might as well buy yourself a bag of sugar. Because that's all you're going to get. I'm not a big cereal eater. I'll do oatmeal or something like that, but... I'm not anymore. So bad. I'm not a big morning eater. Uh, I have coffee in the morning. That's my breakfast. <laughs> as 
some man after my own heart here. Right. <laughs> yes, coffee is good. Coffee is It is. <laughs> yeah. Are you in the market for a question? We can try. I, I could convince you? You can try. I fell asleep with the upside, but... All right. Well, I can ask this two different ways, but I'm going to ask it the hard way first. Okay. What did television's candid camera and radio's candid microphone have in common? These are all based on surprising people that are over there. Say that again. They're both, they're both operating on the premise that the person being got didn't know he was getting got. That is correct. Yeah. And there's another one. You, you can have, you win on that one. Okay. But there is another common thread. There's another common thread. Uh-huh. Uh, Alan Fott produced both of them. Right. You are absolutely right. correct. He created both of them. Okay. You've done good. That was a total guess. <laughs> well, you totally did good. <laughs> um, that means that I can send you something. Oh, okay. I can use about 15 grand. Oh, you could have a CD. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I need to be more specific. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I figured if I could pick my prize, I'd pick it. Well, you can pick it, sure. <laughs> um, but that's not it. <laughs> okay. What do you think you'd like this time through? Oh, boy. You sent me just about anything I want. Uh, Give me a category, and I'll read off to you what I have. Okay. Comedy, crime, detectives, mystery, uh, quiz shows. Oh, ghost stories. Quiz shows? Ghost stories. Oh, ghost stories. All right. Well, boy, I've got a new CD tonight just waiting for you. It's called, uh, it's just a collection. I've been. Possibly true ghost stories. Well, I'll tell Betty. True ghost stories. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, like the ones that I'm on, uh, like celebrity ghost stories and stuff? You want true ghost stories? There must have been a radio show that dealt with true ghost stories. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Fred. It's dangerous to talk to you. <laughs> 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 I will find true ghost stories. <laughs> you have sent me on more hunts. <laughs> you know, I figured, yeah, what the heck. All right, now when you get true ghost stories. <laughs> like I said, if you can't find all true, then I'll take, you know. You'll take fake ones? You know, the true ones, I enjoy that much more if you want the honest truth. So if I can't find true ones, you'll take lies? Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> Not lies, fiction. There's a difference. They're fiction. All right, we'll, we'll do fiction. <laughs> out there, I will find them. Okay. There's got to be. There's got to be a radio show that's true ghost stories. Yeah, either that or Orson Welles must have had some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Strange but true, you know what I mean. True ghost stories. Yeah. You know, most people say, hey, Fibber McGee and Molly, or gosh, love well, it. I did do sent me all that stuff. I got it all. <laughs> you know. True ghost stories. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we'll go from there. 
Mine's I mean, cool. I'm still listening to the sport one. The sport one's great. What was great? The sports one. Oh, good. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to tell anybody that I sent one, right? What? <laughs> we have a thing going here. Patricia doesn't do sports. Oh. So you're not did. going to tell everybody that I did a good job collecting some sports shows. Yes, you did a great job. Yeah, it took a long time, too. Well, it was worth it. Worth it. I think Dave Wilson was a better actor than he was a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, he really wasn't too bad. He did he did a reasonably good job for you know for somebody who was a baseball person. Yeah, yeah he did all right. Took a lot of courage to, in my opinion, anyway. It took a lot of courage to uh, take on things like radio, but he did. Yeah. Well, I always get a kick out of Thatcher because he was this big baseball player and gave this like superhero personality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it was the time. Glad I did a good job. Yes, you did. I... You did a great job. So. You are a piece of work. Boy, I hope I saved that, that whole collection. Sports. Yes, there it is. Okay. Yeah, it was fantastic. So now somebody else asked you, see? I'm preparing you for the future. Uh, I'm going to ask you again. Then you don't have to do any more work. It's right there. I'm, <laughs> right. This is, I don't think there's another person in the world who would ask for something like that. I thought that would be a great slot for the show, for the, for the station. We're going to what? I thought that would be a great slot for the station. I, yeah, I knew this, this job is probably about auditioning, but I don't have the... I don't have the time, but somebody, you know how you're looking for DJs, somebody do a, a 45 minute or a 90 minute sport show every cycle. You can rebroadcast the games, or you can rebroadcast some of the stuff that you sent me. There are a lot of games out there. Oh, there's tons of them, yeah. Yeah. I know, I think I'm going to like the major league, I'm a big baseball fan, mm -hmm. and uh I subscribe to something where you can watch all the games all year. You can watch every single game on your computer. And it also gives you access to their library. And their library has got, oh, they got games going back to like the 1930s. World Series games, radio calls and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. And there's got to be old boxing matches and stuff out there, too. They are. You know? They are. And I don't know where you get your hands on that if they sell that stuff. Does so MPS, is that radio group selling that kind of stuff? Or is it just shows? Just, yeah, just show, uh, radio shows or whatever. I mean, occasionally I see boxing matches floating around. Yeah, I think you probably have to go to a, a specialty place or something like that. Probably true. But, yeah. But anyway. Okay, well, I will... I will be, hopefully I'll get those before Halloween, right? <laughs> Fred, you will get something before Halloween. <laughs> I, will, I will work on this. Okay. I, I'm good. I'm good. You are. Yes, I, I have complete faith. That's right. <laughs> oh, gee, don't do that. <laughs> okay. You guys have a good night. Right, Fred. Okay, Fred, thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one to hit the request line. Ask Patricia to find things that are interesting to her, like strange, true, true ghost stories and sporting events. What? You do it.
What? You you find stuff. What? All sorts of stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up with the screwiest thing. <laughs> Real ghost stories. <laughs> that was something else. Not make-believe ones, true ones. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. This We'll, we'll play Can You Top This tonight. Oh. 714-545-2071. Can You Top This? I have to find true ghost stories. This is good stuff. JAWS for Windows is ready. The door you can tell Escape. if there's love in a home. Every table and chair seem to smile. Do come in. Sound for Johnio Studio. Figure the John Help topic this game. For a while. You are the best. You've been there. Operation once before. By the dialogue. Sound for show it start up. Check the close button to activate enter multiple document interface. Escape. New window, sample rate, new window dialogue, channel left there, okay, oh, enter. Multiple document interface, client window. Record that sound one dialogue, record. Wherever you roam, you Hello everybody, so I, I am late, went to the grocery store with dad, it is sunny night, uh, 7.37 here on the west coast, October 3rd, year 2000.